It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Show preview for today. We're going to sit down with Adam Golian, driver of the number 91 410 Sprint Car. And then we're going to cover the uh, headlines and um, the uh, results from Worldwide Technology Raceway Park, which, by the way, is an oval track to anybody that got that wrong. Uh, and, and by the way, those of you who have decided to tune out, uh, you're going to miss out on a great conversation. <laughs> I know Adam has, uh, has definitely got his haters, but uh, always a good conversation. And uh, I know I, I'm always welcome to when Adam always messages me. He's like, hey, I come on the show. I'm like, yep, absolutely. So. Adam, you decided to go and spend a crap ton of money on a 410. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I've said it a billion times, 24 hours in a day. We all got the same. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to take some risks that have worked out and uh, put myself in a position where um, I'm able to do some things like this. Um, you know, always a dream of mine to run 410s, and I love Eagle Raceway, and I've always – I mean, it, I, when I grew up racing there, it was in a 360 and running the fence there was insane. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a whole nother level. And then, you know, to do that, I hope to God it's on the fence tomorrow. But to do that in a 410, it just has got to be, I mean, absolutely insane. I, I ran with the Outlaws a few years ago. Uh, we went and practiced at I-80 on like a Thursday. And then we went and ran Lakeside on a Friday and then Dodge City on Saturday and uh, we made the show. We didn't. We missed the show in Lakeside by I don't know one or two spots in the B, and then uh, we went down to Dodge and made the show and started in the back and and we had just cracked the top ten with about I don't know ten or twelve to go and the mag switch the mag box or mag switch took a dump mm. and the motor started popping and banging and just kind of shut off. Um, so it ended our night, but uh, I mean it, it wasn't it wasn't that much of a of a uh learning curve you know it, it just gets from a to b a little faster um but that 410 that i ran and this 410 um are probably not on the same level um <laughs> this one is a bad bitch. i know your your generic answer to this is uh we want to win the race but realistically going into tuesday night with the high limits series at eagle raceway what is your goal for tuesday night for me to even say to win the race would be nothing short of moronic. Um, that that's, there's just things that are, there are things that are possible and things that are, are, you know, are impossible and every guy can have a dream and, and want to win the race. And you know what? That's great. But the reality is this is going to be like my 10th race this year. And most of these guys have already run 40 plus and in an only a four ten, I've ran 10, three Oh five shows. Um, you know, these guys run 60, 70, 80 shows a year only in 410 show, or only in for a 410 and have been for, you know, the last 10, 12, 15 years, depending on the guy. You know, you got like Lance DeLise, uh, you know, he's been racing 410s before, you know, when I was swimming in my dad's nutsack still. So, I mean, he's just, he was around when, you know, when dirt was invented. So, uh, to go compete against a guy like that and, you know, the knowledge and budgets is just, 
to be to just make the show would be a huge accomplishment for a guy like me. Do you if, know how many they're taking for the A? Uh, I have no clue. So their format's a little different. Um, it's actually they reward you for doing well instead of penalize you like the other series that I run. You know, they you <laughs> a little, qualify. Little, little well, pregnant you pause actually, there. <laughs> you, you you run well, you get to actually start. You know, you qualify yeah. well, you get a start up front, and if you finish up front, you know, you get to you know run the dash, and then if you run up front the dash, I'll be goddamn, you don't get to start up front in the feature, you know, because you earned that, you weren't you know blue ribboned that. Um, so that that is rewarding, but for a guy like me, makes it tough, you know. Again, I'm going to have, you know, three laps and hot laps to figure out what I have, try and analyze that after I probably scoop the crap out of my shorts and figure out what I need to make good lap, a good solid lap around a racetrack that, yeah, I race every week, but I'm going to be going about two seconds a lap faster. Uh, I'm going to have double the horsepower, but it weighs about 200 pounds less. I have a flat top wing instead of a dish wing. I have a wing slider instead of just the manual thing they they stick us with on on we on our our weekends. The tires, the compounds are completely different. The sidewalls are completely different. Um, obviously, the motor response completely different. Um, it, it's all it's just, it yeah it looks the same, but that's going to be about the the gist of it. Everything else is going to be completely different. So, um, it wouldn't help if I was younger. You know, the younger you are, you are able to adapt a little quicker. Um, and I'm not super, super old, but you know, it's going to hinder it a little bit. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, I just want to go have fun, make some good laps, hopefully make the show. And if I make the show, anything after that is really just going to be, um, you know, icing on the cake, but, uh, you know, realistic, don't tear anything up, make some good laps and try and be competitive. Um, make the show would be the second, you know, make the show is, is the ultimate goal. And then, you know, just see where it goes from there, but it's going to be interesting. You'd mentioned that, uh, that, you know, these guys have got 40 nights on already. And, and that's probably a minimum. And I, I, that got me to kind of thinking, you know, maybe the hometown guy, the guy that's raced at Eagle before for the last, uh, you know, uh, consecutively like 10, 10, 12 years, won a championship, won a touring championship, but it's, you know, then you think, yeah, but you know, it was in a race saver and, and this isn't a 360, which is a little bit more powerful. This is a 410, which is a lot bit more powerful. And these guys are used to adapting within a half a lap to, okay, I got to figure it out now. Well, okay, I, I need to, I need to stop right there. I need to ask Dan what a lot bit more powerful is. <laughs> uh, it's more than a little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's it's a gooder engine. Yes, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's way gooder. Yeah, we're going from about five twenty, five thirty to uh, the one I have into the hood of my car right now. It makes a little over nine thirty. Um, and it's we just fired it last night, and that thing is angry. Uh, they, I mean, it's <laughs> it's ready to rip. I mean, it, it's it, it fired off. Um, I mean, you can just tell it's the whole car. It, 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 a three sixty chops pretty good and shakes the car back and forth. This thing like lunges the car from side to side. It's it's a whole different tone. Um, I'm really excited, but you, what you got to remember is like this is a sport, and it's no different than basketball. It's no different than football. The difference is is like if you play basketball, all I got to do is go grab a ball and go practice free throws in the gym or in the in the you know in the driveway. 
the only way to get better racing is to race. Well, that's not, it's not so easily said and done, you know, said is done. So when you remember, like I run like 25, 30 races a year, well, these guys run like 60 races a year. So it takes me two years to do what they do in a year. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's no different than the old Kobe Bryant. You know, he used to get up at like three o'clock and train from four to five or four to six. And then you know, and he would train two times before you even got up. I mean, you do that over the course of a year, two years, three years, five years, it all adds up. Same principle here. So, and not to mention, like, they've got unlimited budgets. Um, They have people, not that I don't have great people behind me and people surrounding me. I have wonderful people. But these guys have, like, lived and died sprint car racing and only that for, you know, their entire lives. Their knowledge is way more vast than ours. Um, So it's, you know. But they, I'm sure they get stuck in ruts and uh, they get their, you know, products of their environment where they do the same thing over and over and over and they get stuck in, in a rut. Maybe we'll get 50 guys that get stuck in a rut and one blind squirrel will find a nut tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> what are you thinking uh, for? Go ahead, Dirk. Along with add-on stuff, so along with your big check you had to write for the engine, I, I'm sure you had to change stuff like headers and, and a few other things. How much bigger header are you running on this 410 than you, than you do on a 305? Um, quite a bit. Um, to be honest, the cam technology's made some pretty decent um, strides over the last few years and the race saver stuff. So the headers that we run aren't as different um, as what we're running on the 410 stuff. Um, they're just swept a little different. The two blanks are a little different. Um, you know, when they first came out, everybody was running real small stuff. Now we've We've got cams where we're running some bigger stuff, but the biggest thing is like we went, we, we w- went back to a titanium drive shaft. We run the big AL drive line. Um, the one that I normally run in the race saver, the aluminum one. I mean, they would twist that in half, probably firing it. Um, <laughs> we'll probably run the same gear or a similar gear tomorrow at Eagle on a 410 that I would run at I-80 with a 360. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, if you have a chance, get on YouTube and watch Tim Estenson's heat race from last weekend at Houston's and listen to how quick his motor goes from idle to corner one out of four. It is insane. I mean, just listening to it and watching how fast it goes from A to B is next level cool. How many cars do you think you're going to be competing against? I was hoping like 30, 35, but I'm guessing more like probably 50 to 60. You really think there's going to be that many 410s that show up? I was skeptical of it. So here's some things that I think might go into it. Um, we Lately, we've been getting a lot of rubber, not just here, other places. I'm not being critical of where I race weekly. I'm talking about across the country. We've we've been seeing a lot more rubber here lately, so we've been chewing tires up a little more. Now that doesn't mean a whole lot for people like Anthony Macri, Brian Brown, but for your your weekly guys, I mean, even the guys that run Knoxville, they I mean they ran through rubber last week in the feature. The four ten guys did, mm-hmm. um, but also so tires I think are going to come into that. But then the other the other caveat I think that you need to throw in is Knoxville race has the outlaws for two, two nights this weekend. So I think there might be some people that, that save their stuff for that, but that only pays like 10 grand to win. And it's almost 30 grand at Eagle. So you got to put that back in there. Um, 
a lot of people also, were, were banking on the outlaw, quite a few outlaw guys showing up, but they're going to be on a race limit with yeah, a lot of them but, have already ran two of their, what, they get like four races before they get penalized by the series. Four or six. Yeah. I don't know the exact, the exact I, amount, but I, I think it's, it's I think it's four. Yeah, and that's, that's probably right. But um, I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of people at other than Sheldon. Um, I haven't seen a whole bunch really be there um, at some other races. And I, I don't, pay attention a whole lot but i mean i watch them but um you know i i don't know who all on the outlaw tour has ran any other shows but um for some reason i mean larson loves eagle he's been mm -hmm. looking forward to eagle since 2017 when he won in in the woods uh stenthouse car yeah so um i think all of that is going to play a hand that ride because of that race at eagle uh saw dana was on his way out um they had been struggling and it i don't it, it's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why people struggle it's parts pieces crew you know some motors some motors go good for drivers some chassis go good i don't i think they were on j and j's then house has got a deal with j and j loves j and j always drove j and j when he was coming up um, I think they're they're in the Tennessee area, which is where Stenhouse is from, um, and I think that was Joey's first time kind of in a a J and J car. I think he'd always kind of been in Eagles and Maxims, uh, maybe some JEIs and stuff. But it the the J and J is is a lot different. The tubes are bigger, setups a lot different. Um, you know, crew chiefs, you know, all that stuff matter. Now Stenhouse uh, from Mississippi, he's not from Tennessee, but. They well, uh, maybe, maybe they're right in the same area. I don't. I, I, going back to the number, it's I just I I struggle to, to when you pull the world of outlaw guys out of it, the you know the top ten or top fifteen that have a legitimate shot at winning a championship or a good pay. Um, I struggle to to think of the drivers that that'll fill a six that you know fifty sixty cars. But I I'm nowhere near in the sprint car world like. You know, obviously Adam is, or the Quick Time guys, or Stu Snyder, which is why we have Stu on every once in a while. Uh, but I would love to see a, a sixty car field. I mean, if they're only taking twenty, that's going to make some intense heat race action. Oh, it's going to be intense no matter what. I mean, these guys are this is their job. I'm there to have fun and, and run well, but you know, I got a job that pays my bills and feeds my family. This is theirs. This is all they do. Uh, this, this big boy shit. This ain't. This ain't, you know, Adam and, and, you know, whoever arguing on the front stretch at Eagle because somebody hit, ran over their front wing or whatever. This is, this is a whole different ballgame. Uh, complete pipe dream here. But if you won the 28,023, that, that would probably be the most amount of money you've made in four or five years of racing total. Uh, yeah, I think I averaged like 12 to 15 grand a year between the, the two, three cars. So, yeah, I mean, it would be about, uh, two to three years worth of winnings. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind I, of the big I, draw for, for this whole I deal. I mean, Dis I'd probably go to Disneyland. <laughs> Just you, you wouldn't <laughs> take the kids, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking kids. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about Saturday night. Uh, the bad luck bit you again. Uh, did not have a good night. I think you had a flat tire when you rolled out. 
Yeah, no. So uh, we went green. I mean, he watered the track, which I sincerely appreciate. You know, um, we operate. I, I fund two race cars. Um, I, I fund my car, obviously, and uh, Ryan Kitchen's car. And, uh, you know, when you've got rubber and you're putting when somebody burns two, when we kill two tires, I'm burning four. You know, we kill four tires. I'm killing eight. You know, that gets expensive. You know, they're almost $300 a piece. You're talking $2,400 to win 700 You know, that you, you can't do that too many times before. I mean, no, I, I, granted, we don't make money doing this, but you try to offset your costs. Well, that don't equate. You yeah. can't do that for too long before. We just either need to sit a week out or we just got to go somewhere else. And, yeah, you have expensive fuel, but I, I can buy a lot of fuel for two grand and where I don't have to buy tires. So... <laughs> Um, so it, it just let everybody know after the hobby stock feature, they cut the track up and packed it back down again to try and help stop with the, the tire wear. Yeah. We didn't get the bottom rolled in very well. Um, there was still some standing water, a little bit of soup. So I knew when we went in, people were going to wash up. Well, I think, I think Cole got into it with Davenport mm -hmm. and I don't know which, I don't know which was the pigeon and which one was the statue. I don't know, but. I saw them get together and I had already rolled through the middle and was rolling, rolling up the top. And I saw a choo-choo come through the top and I thought I was going to get by him before, you know, we got, and he, I think I hit maybe his front bumper or something or something and it ripped a hole in the left rear. So I went off, we get the left rear back at a uh, new left rear put on it. We roll out, fire off. I grab the gas line up, we go green and Mike was lined up next to me on the outside. Well, obviously it didn't miraculously fix the racetrack didn't miraculously fix itself in the half a lap. We were green. So I picked up the gas. Mike didn't go. I went to the top down the front stretch. I went into one and all of a sudden I had a right front in my cockpit. Uh, I've watched the video. I don't know if he did it on purpose or not. If he didn't, I would be, I mean, it's, I, I think it was, and it doesn't really matter why he did it. it, it maybe it was an accident. Maybe it wasn't. I don't really care. Uh, Mike's never raced with me that way before. Um, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, but the issue was, okay, I tore everything off or I tore some, some stuff up. My night's done. No big deal. I'll just, you know, load my car, go home and, you know, get ready for Tuesday. Well, they took my car to the infield. That was, that was really what, what irked me off. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, so we had to deal with some entitled people after that and, uh, got through that and came home and got everything ready yesterday. Yeah, and that is kind of customary, by the way. Is it Roger would prefer the cars just get pulled to the infield so we can go back to green as quickly as possible? Yeah, I'd prefer they take it to my trailer so I can go yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, well, you were still gone by the time I brought some high noons to you. So, <laughs> nope, I watched you walk by. I was standing there with my uh, pickup in my little trailer, uh, waiting to to talk to a couple people. So, no, I, I saw you walk by, but my feather light had gone home. Yeah, um, I, I started dismantling and uh washing stuff uh i think i went to bed about 4 45 or 5 o'clock sunday morning after we got the motor in and kind of got to a decent stopping stopping uh point to finish up for for sunday uh so that sunday wasn't brutal were you even uh, tired because i mean i can imagine that switching over the engines there's just some adrenaline and excitement like this is awesome like i'm getting to switch over to a 410 um yeah i mean 
I'm a little nervous right now. Um, and somebody that didn't say that wouldn't admit that is full of crap, but I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a different kind of nerve though. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of know what to expect, but I don't, you know, I, I ran for a, a 410, but those were on some bigger tracks. Yeah. Dodge city wasn't, but this motor's a little gnarlier than the other one. Um, so I, I you know, and I, I think we had 35 cars both Friday and Saturday night when I ran with them. Um, so it wasn't 60. Yeah. Um, and I'm not familiar with their format and it's really emphasized on the time trial and your heat race finish. So I don't have a lot of time to dick around. Um, so I, I think once we fire the car in a hot lap, the nerves will go away and the gravity, the situation will die down and then it'll just be racing. Um, just taking it, just analyzing things, making changes and moving on. So, but right now it's, it's a little bit, Holy shit, a little bit. Yeah. I, I want to come back to the point standing a little bit. Uh, this is kind of the frustrating thing about points racing is that you've got two wins on the year, and, and then you've got two bad nights. And those two bad nights almost stack up like they're four or five, five bad nights because the two good nights just don't seem to offset the two bad nights you've had. No, it doesn't. Not right now. Um, it's early, though. I mean, I mean, what, we've got, what, four, five, six shows? in yeah six six so we have another 12 left mm -hmm. anything can happen i mean it looks so what pike's leading so he gets in a wreck the on the first on the green flag and i win there's 20 points yeah you know or 25 points or whatever it is 20 points so it, it is it, and that happens twice it's a whole different deal i mean racing racing goes from fun to, to shitty in a half a second. So, I mean, I, Ryan's chasing points a little more than I am. Um, yes, I care about points, but not near as much as I have in years past. Um, I'm more focused on winning races and, and that's it. If yeah. I win races, the other will handle itself. Now in doing that, we've had a couple nights where things didn't go our way. Um, but there's, there's other things that have played into that track condition, other cars, um, parts failures that you would don't normally have on our car. Um, and we, we had a, an issue the first night out that really put us in a big hole. Uh, we knocked every valve out of the whole car, um, fixed that. And then we came back and won. So if it had been the other way, it would have been a hell of a lot better than the other way, than the way it happened. So it is what it is. Um, I'm just focused on winning races, um, having a ball with Ryan, um, if it honestly, if Ryan wasn't, wasn't doing this with us, I don't know that I'd still be doing it to the level that I'm doing it at now. I'm having fun with my kids. Um, Barrett's getting super competitive in his cart. He's probably headed towards micro in the next year, uh, which will drastically take, you know, what I do down a lot. Uh, cause once he's in a micro, we're probably going to hit that really, really hard and travel a lot. Um, because I, I got to get him caught up as fast as possible. So uh, like I said, the best way to get bet, get good at racing is to race. So I'm going to yeah. take him about everywhere I can. So, um, you know, my life's going to look a lot different. We're going through, uh, you know, major, major, major housing, uh, renovation and stuff right now. So I'm, I'm busy and stressed and occupied with that. And, um, I probably really don't even have the time to do what I'm doing this tomorrow, but I could not say no. So yeah, you, you gotta race it. I mean, yeah. Uh, Dirk, you got anything for Adam? No, I mean, 
I'm just glad he's he's going out. Um, like, I'm just going to use Corey Backstrom. You know, the guy chasing his dream. That's just what Adams doing. He's got the yeah. chance to to go run a cup race. And the funny going. part, the shitty part is though, like the people that like like uh, Dan said in the beginning, like you know the haters and all that shit. So the the shitty thing is like when I do things like this, I I just open myself up for more shit talking and bashing. If I don't run well, it'll be ha ha. If I do run well, it'll be yeah, but or what if or this or that. It, it, it so that that's the part that sucks. Like I'm spending a shitload of money and time, and all so are my guys to go and do this to open myself up for anybody with a Bud Light in their hand to, to voice their opinion. And I that is what it is. And I've 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 gotten over a lot of that, but it still gets annoying. Um, that's sure the frustrating. And I actually had a discussion with somebody, one of the bartenders, we went to Denton, uh, for dinner last night with some friends and the bartender's like, nah, racing's not a sport. I'm like, Oh, so that <laughs> last guy, like, remember when LeBron missed the dunk last week and, and, you know, ended up in the hospital and, and almost died. You, Cause when I make a mistake, that's what happens. But he misses a free throw and he's cool. You, you hear about that linebacker that, you know, hit that guy across the middle and killed it? No, that doesn't happen. But it does in our sport. It, so it's – it just – it was an inter- interesting thing to talk about, I guess. That it, it, After that conversation, she's like, okay, good point. Noted. Yeah, Makes it, sense. It, I get it. I'm sorry. I, I fight this uphill battle every Sunday at the library pub with a couple of the people there. And, and this is going to sound really arrogant, but until you're a – a, a a true race fan and you've watched racing for i think for me watching local dirt racing it took like two years of watching racing before i began to see the nuances the little changes racing looks really easy on the surface so people just want to say oh it's not a sport it's just like golf i look at i'm like whatever you're hitting a little ball onto the ground like it's not that hard no it's a lot harder than it looks there is a ton of nuances that go into it that make it very very difficult what sucks is like it's really, really hard to be to be really competitive week in and week out. Like Knoxville is really hard, and I've got a guy that races with us this year, um, uh, Mitchell Hart. His uh, his uncle was a was a really, really well known and respected guy um, at Eagle Raceway for a long, long time, and he's been racing over at Knoxville the last few years with Tony Roast and uh, Rost. I don't know how to say his last Rost. name. We'll just call it Roast. Anyway, he's been racing with, with Dr. Tony. And uh, <laughs> it can't be like, any worse than Drood. Well, yeah, I know. What the hell is that? About? Anyway, anyway, that's see, that's the thing. Like, if you're an announcer, that's why I always said, like, like do your due diligence and, and go down and talk, you know, perfect your craft. And most yeah. of you guys do, but the ones that don't make the ones that you do look. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, Dr. Tony, like, running at Knoxville is super, super hard. And the guys that are good there, like that just pisses you off even more and makes you appreciate it like even more how good they are because you know how hard it is to get lucky there let alone run well every week like most of those guys do over there so it's it's all, it it everything's difficult but when you go to this level i am bringing a well underfunded water gun to a really really big tank meet <laughs> All right, make sure to thank those great sponsors that are helping you race with the High Limit Series on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, Speedway Motors, Speedway Shocks, uh, Midwest Petroleum Equipment, Branding Painting, Swirl Fire Screen Printing, Maxim Chassis, um, Simpson, Stilo, 
Um, hey, my car's in the shop. I can just turn around. Um, 91 Trucking, King Racing, <laughs> BR Motorsports, Elevate Stanco. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. I think we're good. We, I don't even think we talked about it, but um, are you able to talk about whose car you're running? It's my car. I just can't talk about where I got the motor from. Okay. Um, it, it's it's a guy that uh, he does. He's a well, very well respected guy, legendary guy. Um, he just uh, wouldn't do this for anybody else. And some reason, him and I are are really really good friends. Um, and for some reason, he thinks a lot of me. Um, and uh, I I kind of asked him like half assed joking, but not if this was a possibility and it kind of came to fruition and, and I couldn't be more grateful, uh, for the opportunity. So I'm going to, uh, I'm definitely going to get every dollar out of that right foot tomorrow night. That's for sure. I bet. And knowing who it is, I'm not surprised at all that, that you two hit it off. Yeah, I agree. You're cut from the exact same cloth. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. (laughs) Somewhere down the roads, we have to be related, you know, yeah. A long, long, long time ago. Somehow, some way, somebody's crossed paths. But yeah, just great dude. Well respected guy. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I couldn't be happier and couldn't be more grateful. Adam Golian driving the number 91. You'll see him in action Tuesday night at Eagle Raceway for the High Limits series. Uh, we're gonna talk more about that race coming up in turn number two. Plus, we're gonna recap the race at Worldwide Technology Park and we'll talk about the headlines, plus oh so much more. Adam, appreciate the time, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Always, uh, always enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Sounds good. Dirk and I'll be right yeah. back in turn number two. We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par, 95 mile an hour fastball, bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track, professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs every uh, Monday night for kids eat for 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesday nights, $14.99, all you can eat wings. And then Thursday night is classic car cruising. Last Thursday was rained out, but this Thursday it's looking uh, beautiful. Going to be 85 and uh, partly cloudy. 
So get up to Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Thursday night. Yeah, parking's a little bit of a bear, but uh, just pay attention to the signs and where people are telling you where to go. A little bit of a walk, you'll get into the restaurant and you'll get to enjoy all of the great sights, sounds, and smells Quaker Steak and Lube has to offer. Uh, I think... Isn't it this Sunday coming up? Isn't that their uh, ladies' event deal, the, the shopping thing, ladies' night or something? Isn't that coming up this weekend? I, I haven't seen anything about that. I'm pretty sure it's the 11th is what I'm thinking. Okay. That'd be kind of surprising that I, that one of those things got past me, but because I usually that stuff uh, pops up pretty uh, quickly or you, frequently for me at least. And also something that we've dabbled in uh, a few weeks ago, the uh, – uh, Deegan Page car show yeah. is this Saturday. Yeah, Corporal Deegan Page uh, Remembrance car show. I'll pull that one up too. We'll get more details on that. Also, this is new to me. Uh, Steak Burger Wednesdays. Any burger nine uh, nine ninety nine. Uh, so that's uh, the Wednesday special. Is that with a side then? Uh, fries probably. Serve with French fries or house salad, house made potato chips. Excuse me. That burger looks, oh my God, we're recording right around dinner time and uh, my belly is definitely rumbling. Um, all right, let's talk about that high limit series at, at, uh, at Quaker Steak and Lube <laughs> at, at Eagle Raceway, uh, excuse me. So uh, the, what, $45 to get into the pits, uh, $40 for the grandstand gates. Uh, gates, uh, pit gates open up at two o'clock grandstand gates opening up at four o'clock hot laps are going to be at six o'clock kids, six to 12, get in for a 20 buck, uh, $20 bill and kids five and under get in for free. Kind of did those details a little bit backwards, but, um, tickets are only available at the ticket Haas app. You can also get them at the ticket window, assuming they're not sold out. I just had a long conversation with James Rowland and Brandon Anderson, uh, Brandon Anderson of uh, quick time podcast, uh, about he heard rumors that there was 8,500 tickets sold and the pit passes are sold out. I can't imagine the pit pass part would be true, but possibly who knows. And then the, but the majority of the conversation went on to uh, mostly talk about uh, seating capacity at Eagle Raceway. And from my research, I've been able to see that it, it holds anywhere from 7,500 to 8,500 people. So. I felt like that was a little bit high, but that's the official sources I've been able to see. That sounds high to me, but, you know, I guess it could be. You know, that big grandstand is a big grandstand, so. Yeah, especially those ones over in turn number one. Yeah, Um, that's what I mean. That that big, that's supposed to technically kind of be where the guys from the pit can go sit and watch the race and then jump right back down to go work on the car type deal. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, the, uh, the high limit series tickets in advance ticket Haas app at the ticket window, they're available again, assuming they're not sold out $40 for adults, $20 for kids, six to 12 kids, 500 to get in for free. Assuming pit passes are not sold out. Uh, they're $45. I think it, it is going to absolutely be a packed house. If it doesn't sell out, it's going to be very close, but I think this area and this racetrack has been clamoring for a 410 race for quite some time. And uh, and all of the stars that they want to come with a World of Outlaw race that never do are coming. 
So it's I'm I'm excited to see obviously Kyle Larson race, but Rico Abreu has always been very good to the front stretch, and and so has Kyle. That's not taken away from him, but Rico kind of seems a little bit more on our level these days, where we could sit down and have a conversation with Rico, where Kyle's probably going to be a little bit more uh, exclusive and, and sheltered. Yep, unless unless you want to shotgun a beer with his wife, you know. I mean. Well, that's true. Sarah's really Sarah's actually working the VIP booth, and she's hoping that uh, Caitlin shows up. So Caitlin wasn't there for his last win. Owen was, but Caitlin wasn't. So um, maybe we'll uh, we'll get to see Caitlin this time. But Kyle's really excited about the race. Uh, they did their high limit uh, podcast. Uh, I watched a little bit of it, talking about that win and and leading up to it, and why Kyle wanted to pick this track. And he said it's just it's got a great mixture of dirt, and it's just a great racy racetrack. And the fans were a big part of it. He loved the atmosphere at Eagle, so he's really excited to be out there, and uh, should be a great night. Again, that's going to be be a lot of Larson shirts in the stands, plain and simple. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Dirk, you just messaged me a picture. looks like uh, there is a ladies' night going on. Ladies' night and shopping event. It's going to be Monday the 12th, starting at... uh... I'm I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. Facebook did that to me. I had an event Hmm. recently, and they moved me to the next day, and they started me at 8 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Let me look up their events and see if maybe... It's listed under there because there's no posts about it, but oh, there's been plenty oh, yeah. of posts about okay, it. Okay, now it now it's saying uh, it says for me that it's Sunday at 5 p.m. Yeah, it's 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. It the 11. I know that. So uh come shop small businesses and enjoy some food and drinks featuring you stop boutique, everlasting elements, Deepika Henart, uh, Natasha's Creative Corner, Midwest Company Boutiques, Mama Bear Cakes. And cupcakes, tiny tinsel tattoos, high road. Cre- it looks there's just a ton of uh, of local vendors that are going to be hanging out at Quaker Steak. This sounds like a kind of a cool event. I'll talk to tell Sarah about it. Uh oh. Yep. There goes the paycheck this week. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, the High Limit Series uh, Tuesday night at Eagle Raceway again. Uh, the other things that, that I was asked a lot about with going out to Eagle on uh, Saturday nights and, and doing the announcing out there, uh, Gold Pass members, your tickets do get you in. Your Gold Passes do get you in. Silver Pass members, it does not. Uh, also, Gold Pass members, I don't believe you're going to be able to get into the races early. Typically on a Saturday night, they open up Gold Member Pass uh, season pass holders at 5 o'clock. You get to go in, get your seat early, get set for the night, and then they open up the rest of the grandstands at 5.15 but I don't believe you're going to get to be able to get in a little, any earlier to to reserve your seat. And um, so there will be no uh, reserve seats either. It's it's going to be general admission. So get there early, get in line, get some sunscreen. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be burning uh, and uh, get ready for some great racing action. But it starts at six o'clock and there is no support class. Uh, yeah, I did the, see Jack uh, Dover is going to be there, too. Um. I uh, I did read or looked at the uh, the schedule of events, and uh, um, they're only scheduling a half an hour for the feature. They're talking uh, eight forty five to to green flag the forty laps, and then they have that after pits open at nine fifteen. Wow! So, well, as as long as they don't have a whole bunch of you know cars get upside down or something at, at you know twelve seconds a lap. Yeah, it, it won't take very long. It does run. not take long at all. No, you're absolutely right. And yeah, and I I asked uh, uh, Adam this in the last turn if he knew how many cars they were going to start for the feature. Typically, Eagle does twenty, 
Uh, I could see them maybe doing 24 or 26, but that's going to be kind of pushing it. Yeah, you know, it's not those race. So, yeah. You know, right. it's uh, right. And I, I, road, right? I got the feeling listening to the interview that I watched with uh, Kyle Larson on the uh, High Limits podcast that um, Eagle is not in charge of the track prep either, although. I get the feeling Roger is going to be helping them, advising them how the track will develop, but I think they're bringing their own track crew. Yeah. I mean, I saw, uh, what was the name? I saw Durst. Mm. D-U-R-S-T. was mm-hmm. uh, Durst Productions or Promotions or something like that. I've seen on all their uh, uh, flyers and everything that I've seen. Yeah, they're, uh, Durst is adding a little bit more money. So typically it's 23,023 to win. It's now 28,023 to win and uh, 1,500 to start. So he added a little bit more money to the entire purse. Uh, oh, should be a big you. night. Uh, I do not expect any kind of, um, well, I may do some updates and information and maybe do some pictures, but I'm there to have a good time. And I'm finally going to take a, a race and, and just relax and enjoy myself. Uh, Ryan Kumpf, Kurt Merrill, and James Rowland and myself are just going to be hanging out wherever we can find a seat and enjoying some cold beers, and I'm there to have fun. But we'll report a little bit on the Fred Stretch page, but I'm not going to be doing interviews and and uh, and stuff like that. I'm going to have some fun this time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pass on the event much as I'd like to go down there. It's just not going to work out for me currently. Yeah. But Yeah. you got yeah. enough dealing with in your life right now. You don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, right. no, I, I mean, I'd like to go to be able to just relax and get away for a while. Yeah, I bet. Still, it's just not an option right now. So, all right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Worldwide Technology Raceway Park. Um, I I didn't get to watch a lot of it. What did you get to? I know uh, you were messaging me that you got to tune in. Uh, yeah, I watched a good portion of it. I didn't watch it all. Um. I got really frustrated at the end with the caution caution. They had five restarts in 20 laps. Give me a break. Wow. I, I, I'm just out on that stuff, you yeah. know? Um, uh, a lot of guys were tearing stuff up again, and some of it, you know, I mean, guys were doing stuff that they didn't need to be doing. Let's put it that way. Then they had race. Several guys had brake rotor problems. Um, brake rotors exploding, putting people in the wall. Uh, a few guys took some, uh, who was it that took the really, really hard hit was, uh, Noah Gregson. Oh man, did he hit a ton? It took a long time for that window net to come down. Wow. Long who did time. Austin Sendrick get into it with? Um, Austin Sendrick hit, um, cause whoever it was, it, it sounded like from the articles I've seen that they really feel like it was an intentional deal and that he should be facing a suspension just like Chase Elliott did. The only one I can think of that he hit is he hit Austin Dillon, who got into Ricky Stenhouse. Okay. That was down in turns one and two, and uh, Ricky Stenhouse got the brunt of that, and uh, and he'd been in the top ten most of the race. He had a very good run going, and that was around, I think that caution was, it was late in the race. I, I do remember that. Um, but it was... You know, there were other cars that, that had real good runs besides Stenhouse. Stenhouse was in the top ten uh, the major part of the race and didn't get the finish he deserved. Ross Jastain, he got uh, stage points, both stages, and ended up 
24th or 26th or something like that. 22nd. You know, the end of 22nd. Yep. Okay. But it was just, you know, um, that's not where he should end it up. You know, all the restarts and stuff at the end, and he got shuffled and bounced around a little bit. Uh, you know, for the most part, there was a lot of good racing. There was uh, one caution. Who spun at the beginning? Somebody spun early in, like, the second lap. <laughs> um, well, I, I, oh, it was Tyler Reddick. You know why that? We know why he spun, Dirk? Because 10 people hit him. Nope. Because I picked him for the contest. <laughs> yeah. I, that was right when I turned it on and somebody goes, oh, they're under caution already. And I go, yeah, I wonder who. Oh, God damn it. That's <laughs> what? And I go, I took him in my fantasy league. <laughs> and then I, I said, but don't worry, it's early. He'll work his way back up front. And he did. He was up there. Most of the time I was watching him, he was, uh, you know, 15th to 10th. Uh, I thought he got a stage point at the end of stage two, but clearly he didn't because uh, he only walked away with uh, two points. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he ever cracked the top 10. Um, he might have. Well, I take that back. I know he cracked the top 10 one time on a, a two tire change. Yeah. And he, he ended up he led one time for four laps, so he probably stayed out. And Yeah, that no, that's when he took the two tire change. OK, he started. Yeah. And uh, he slowly faded back. It looked like he was going to end the stage, I want to say, around 6th or 7th. I think that was during the second stage. And that's when he had his rotor explode. Oh, Jesus. So my bad luck continues. Carson Hokover had a, a rotor explode. Um, it, once again, uh, real quick, I'm taking donations to the Alzheimer's Association. If you want a driver to do bad, Send me uh, 20 bucks in the Alzheimer's page and I'll pick that driver. <laughs> if you know your buddy's got him. <laughs> yeah. Dirk, who, who uh, like what? You, you're sitting like sixth or eighth or whatever. Who in front of you do you want me to curse? <laughs> well, actually, I think I'm, I know I dropped yesterday because I ended up with Ross. And uh, again, it was just so frustrating. That's why I, I clicked it off towards the end of the race because every time they did a restart, he'd lose three spots. And, you know, yeah, I just I couldn't figure out what, what the heck's going on. It, this guy runs in the top 10 the first two stages. I don't yeah. think he was ever out of the top 10. I saw he and, got into somebody too. Well, yeah, when, when all that crap happened at the end, he wasn't in with anybody during the other part of the race, but. You know, the first two stages, he didn't have any issues with anybody, which is unusual. Yep. Uh, Kyle Busch ends up getting his third win on the year. Denny Hamlin brings it home in second. Joey Logano third. Kyle Larson fourth. Martin Trucks Jr. with a top five. Then it was Blaney Suarez, Byron McDowell, and Harvick, your top ten. Uh, we noted uh, Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, bad days for both of them. Uh, they finished 35th and 34th, respectively. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 32nd, uh, Austin Dillon, 31st, Bubba Wallace, 30th, Brad Keselowski, 28th. Quite a few kind of bigger-name drivers finished uh, farther way back. Yeah, but your guys that, that started up front finished up front. Yeah. Um, what Blaney run? Fourth, I think. Mm-hmm. And he started on the – he was on the front row with, with Kyle Busch. Hamlin was in the second row, so he finished second. Um, I can't remember how, uh, what the rest of the starting lineup was up front, but 
Kyle Larson started way in the back and he didn't have anything the first stage and he came alive a little bit in the second stage and then, you know, ran real good the third stage and got a top five finish. But yeah. I don't know if he ever led. Um, who again? Kyle Larson. Larson uh, led one time for five laps. That must have been on a, a cycle of pit stops because he was another car that took a, a two-tire change to get yeah. practice. There was only five different leaders. Uh, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, and Tyler Reddick. Um, Blaney and Bush led a majority of the races with uh, Blaney at, or Bush at 121 and Blaney at 83. So, Yeah, they uh, – but – I mean, it was only a 300-lap race. Or no, it wasn't 300 laps. It was 300 miles. It was 240 laps, I think. They ended up going 243, thanks to all the restarts. Yeah, they had the green-white checker. But, uh, um, like I said, the, the first – they had that early caution for Reddick, and that was it for the first stage. There wasn't another caution. Yeah. For the second stage, they – Popped a caution out right away, and they did have the rain, a well, lightning delay. Never did rain, but they had a lightning delay, and that was in the first stage. That was real early for an hour and a half. Mm. Um, uh, Michael Waltrip was uh, rather interesting when he they showed him climbing over the wall, and he dropped his phone, and his phone actually had the first green flag run. It was on the racetrack until the rain delay. Oh, really? Yeah. What well, was it? Was it between the safer barrier or was it actually on the track? On the track. Wow. But up, up by the wall, up by the inside wall. Yeah. He, he climbed over from pit road over the wall to walk across the track and then to go up into the stands. I kept and seeing the. Fell out of his pocket when he climbed over the wall. I kept seeing the them show clips of the, uh, when they were under that delay, the, the, uh, whatever the, the safety crew is. Or was it AM, something like that? EM something, I think. EMR or something like that. Uh, AMR. AMR, okay. And, but I kept seeing them backed up against the wall, and then they were showing, they kept flashing graphics up of, like, phone phone retrieval company or something like that. I, I think they were just trying to fill time, kind of making fun of Michael Waltrip. But I'm looking at that going, what is going on? Because <laughs> I'm yeah, sitting at the pub, and I got no audio, so I have no idea what's going on. But Yeah, that's what they were doing, and they were, they were talking to the guy. I mean, they showed the the safety worker jump out and he grabbed a phone and he grabbed a couple, he grabbed a piece of paper and something else. And, and uh, then they were trying to get the phone back to Michael and everybody was giving him grief because they said it had a purple case. <laughs> uh, all right. So post-race inspection is official. Kyle Larson, or excuse me, Kyle Bush is officially the winner. The 38 of Gillen, the 43 of Jones went back to the R&D center. The 17 car of Chris Buescher went to the wind tunnel. So we'll see if we have any issues from that. Sounds like the crew member for Eric Jones uh, was uh, treated and released from the hospital Sunday night. You and I had a conversation before we got started recording, trying to figure out what happened. But it just sounds like he had kind of a ran into something. I, I'm I'm still ran missing. Into a crewman. Ran into it. One of his other one of the crewmen on the team. Two guys, oh, okay. You know. So it could be something that's just a, a hurt knee. Old football tackling drill. You get two yeah. guys having butt heads. <laughs> uh, the only news story we've really got to talk about is it sounds like FedEx is close to signing a contract extension with Joe Gibbs Racing. 
Currently, the FedEx contract with uh, Joe Gibbs, I believe it expires at the end of this season. And uh, they're looking to uh, to uh, at least get an extension through the 2024 season. I think Denny Hamlin's probably in the point in his career where they're probably going to start doing one and two year deals with uh, sponsors that are pretty loyal with Denny. Well, yeah, because that's another thing. I mean, because um, they actually mentioned in that article that that Denny has an actual contract with FedEx also. Yeah. Which is common for a lot of the bigger name drivers. They'll have um, personal appearances they've got to make, whether it's like at a shareholders meeting or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the CEO's birthday, whatever, you know. Well, and, and I think it goes back to kind of shine a little bit more light on what we were talking about a couple of well, a couple of shows ago with, with Carl Edwards when he retired. He still had a personal contract with several sponsors to appear at certain racetracks that he fulfilled. Yep. So kind of the same thing. And they, and we've known this for a while, you know, major contracts like FedEx and what was M&Ms with, uh, with Kyle Busch um, will be Bass Pro Shops with other drivers. You know, they line up with the length of the contracts with the drivers. And a lot of times the teams are going to sign the sponsor before they sign the driver, which is the reason why we kept getting the go around with Kyle Busch last year. And eventually him uh, being released from his contract because they couldn't come to a deal with with getting enough sponsors to, to re-sign him. And that was actually uh, the personal services contract stuff was actually uh, brought about by uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He was oh, the really? first driver that I know of that started with all these personal services contracts. And, uh, you know, when he got up and, and decided to uh, get moved on into cup and start racing for his dad that, uh, um, he'd signed a big personal services contract with Budweiser and Chevrolet. And there was one other one. He had three up. Probably. Uh, did you say Budweiser and I just missed it? Yeah, I, that's what maybe, I said. Budweiser. Maybe Mountain Dew? No, no. Mountain Dew came later. Um, Budweiser, Chevrolet. Gillette. Uh, I, I just don't remember who the third one was. Might have been his dad. I don't remember. <laughs> How many more years do you think we realistically see Denny uh, racing for Joe Gibbs Racing? I don't think more than three. Yeah, it sounds about right. I, f- I was going to say two. Well, he'll probably do 24 and maybe 25, and then that, that would probably be it. I don't I don't see anybody in the stable in Xfinity from Joe Gibbs that's ready to move up. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it's funny because a couple of years ago, they went from having the stout stable that they were basically just trying to find rides to now – there's not a lot, there's not a lot down there, but they do have drivers that are racing for other teams that are under the Toyota banner that they could probably call home. Yeah, but still nobody's setting the world on fire, you yeah. know. Uh Ty Gibbs come around, you know, won some ARCA titles and you know, won the Xfinity title last year. And I mean, he was ready to move up. Uh, I think that's all I've really got. Do you, you have any other news you need to talk about? Uh nope. No, nope, there's not a whole lot going on, trying to still get moved into the new digs and buddies enjoying it. And I come home if I'm gone for more than an hour and I come home, he's usually out between the blinds and the patio window. <laughs> Keep an eye on the local squirrels. Uh, I have not seen a squirrel around here, but there's, hmm. uh, I think in my building alone, I think there's three dogs and I know there's a couple cats, but uh he just looks at the dogs, and of course, they bark like crazy. If he's sitting there by the patio window when they walk by, they'll bark like crazy at him. But uh, yeah. 
and he stares a lot at the stove in the kitchen for some reason. So I don't know if there's a mouse back that way. I haven't seen any evidence of a mouse yet. So it could just been a bug. Yeah. You know, a two foot long cockroach or something. I don't, but uh, no, I haven't seen any evidence of any of that stuff. So I don't know what he was watching, but there was something that he was watching. So the only other thing I wanted to talk about is um, kind of getting up on my soapbox a little bit. James Rowland and I Saturday night on the microphone at Eagle kind of started to talk a little bit about this, but uh, I think it's important to make sure and talk about it uh, a, a little bit more that um, there's a huge 410 series coming to Eagle Raceway on Tuesday night. Uh, there's a lot of people locally, Durst, uh, 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 what, Durst Motorsports, Durst Incorporated, I don't know what their official title is, is uh, foot in the bill to get these guys here and, and to put money to the purse. Um, what I'm trying to get at is uh, if you are able to and you have been pining for 410 racing, get out to Eagle Raceway. You got to support the race. You got to support the racetrack. There's a reason why the world of outlaws don't come back to Nebraska much anymore. And that's because the series and the promoters that brought them pretty much lost their butts every time they did it. It's a huge purse to pay. They don't bring some massive names. You know, you got your Donnie shots. I get it. You got your uh, Brad sweets and and you've got some names and, and it's cool to see the world of outlaw guys come. But I can tell you the last couple of years at I-80 Speedway, it wasn't a great ticket sales. It wasn't, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't great. Um, it, it was just, it's, you guys got to support these races when, when they, when somebody around here ponies up the money to bring them to town, you got to get out and support the races. I know it's going to be hot. I know it's going to be packed, but you got to get out and support the races. Um, and again, I say that if you're able to, those of you that if, if it's too hot, physically not able, mentally not able, don't do it. Don't push yourself. Uh, watch the race on, on, I, I, I don't know who carries the streaming action, but, um, you guys got to support this race. If it's a low cost, uh, low fan turnout they may not come back again and and that would just suck, but it wouldn't be Roger Hayden's fault. It wouldn't be Joe Kaziski's fault by there's no 410 racing in the area. It's, it's a monetary deal. Dirk, you know, this as well as I do, you keep bringing yep. a, a series to town and you lose money on it. <laughs> you can't keep bringing it to town. Well, and, and just in all honesty though, that was kind of a double-edged sword because they usually try and hook a couple races together out here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know they ran uh, Junction twice, and they didn't get they didn't pull twenty cars either time. Yeah, I mean one show I think they only pulled fourteen. Wow, you know. So if you're trying to be a traveling series and and going to build yourself up as how great you are, and you only draw fourteen cars, and part of the issue is yours. Mm-hmm. And to go along with all of this, um, it was something I was going to bring up. And when you got back into this race, it made me think of it. Um, local promoter um, uh, Bobby Lincoln uh, made a post early this past week about uh, going live on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we've talked about it many times. You know, you're stealing from the promoter. Don't do it. Yeah. You want to video the thing and. 10 o'clock, the last checkered flag throws, and you want to post that all over Facebook, go right ahead. And that's even what Bobby Lincoln said. But otherwise, you're stealing the promoter's money. I don't care if people love to come to the track, but it's too hot, and they want to root for this guy. It doesn't make any difference if they root for a live race or a video. Mm -hmm. They're not there. You know, They're not buying a ticket. You're not buying them a ticket. You're giving away somebody else's property. Do and they're not, not do Facebook Live. 
there and you're not spending any money on on streaming services that give money back to the series or the track or the promoter or whatever. You know, um, I'm a big fan of Advantage Racing because they give a big money. They get a lot of money back to the racetracks. I'm a big fan of the Dirt Crown TV. They give a huge. In fact, I think they probably give the most money that I've ever seen. The largest contract back to a track and actually back to the drivers. I got no problem with those services. But if you're it just Facebook Live just irks me and the same way. I think it irks you, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it gets me. But I mean, you know, you still got people that are just going to defend this to the death. And. When I sit and I look at some of these profiles, I'm sitting there going, well, this person doesn't look like they have two nickels to run to rub together. Um, this person, obviously, it says they work for, you know, McDonald's or whatever. So they obviously don't have a business sense. They don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get, I've, I've heard the argument, too. Well, I do it for so-and-so's grandma who can't get out to the racetrack. Okay. Then call her on Messenger and, and do the video live that way through Facebook Messenger. Then you're not broadcasting it out to the world for for people to to not pay the service and to wait for you to go to the racetrack. Because if you do it every single week, they kind of assume you're going to keep doing it every single week. Yep. All right. Anyways, uh, get out to the racetrack, support the High Limit Series. I want to see Eagle Raceway packed. I, I I want this to be the fullest I've ever seen that racetrack, and I I, I cannot wait to have a good time. Uh, and well, if uh, all the tickets are sold and they said it holds 8,500. I mean, it's going to be packed. Yeah. I, again, I, I, <laughs> that was a, a, you know, the old, uh, our old funny thing of, I, well, my friend cuts Joe Kaziski's hair. So I heard this and, you know, um, it, it was a, a person told a person heard it from a person. I, I, I don't, I don't know if there's 8,500 tickets sold, but that was the rumor. And, and uh, I, if I was you, I wouldn't risk it, and I wouldn't wait to purchase the day of because I think there's going to be a massive line to get into the racetrack, and uh, I'd get my tickets in advance at uh, the Ticket Hoss app. Yeah, and they also might be saying that the pit passes are sold out just because they don't want people spending an extra five bucks and going down there and clogging up the pit area. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of people know what goes on in the pits, and it took you a few to learn what goes I got, on. I got, yeah, I got really uh, lucky several times, and I think I learned my lesson. But we'll see. someday I may forget it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Happens to the best. That's going to do it for us for today's front stretch. Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Luba Council Bluffs for continuing to support the front stretch. Get down there all each weekday for great food, sights, sounds, smells. Uh, Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. And while you're there, you might as well swing over to Joe's Carding in Council Bluffs, uh, just across the street from Quaker Steak and Lube. Get over to Joe's Carding, fast-paced indoor cart racing. Thanks to Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners in uh, Thursday's show. We'll get you set for this coming weekend's race at um, uh, Sonoma. We're going to go road course racing. That's a road course, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Left Anybody right. that doesn't understand that joke needs to listen to last week's show. Uh, so we'll get you set for Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma on Sunday. We'll do that on Thursday's episode, and uh, we'll recap the race from uh, Eagle Raceway, the High Limit Series race. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch.
Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. 